We do indeed on this Sunday come, do we not, to a very special time of year where we reflect upon the season and the reason uh, for Christmas and the spirit of Christmas. And so we do that today and we do that very much in a world that seems, does it not, each and every year to just get that little bit sadder and that little bit darker uh, with each and every passing year that does indeed come around, as Andrew said, so very quickly. A little bit sadder and a little bit darker. I mean, the nation that we call home and that is our home has the highest rate of suicide on record in the entire world. And the Hawke's Bay here in our region has the highest rate of suicide in our nation. And so there is an ever increasing hopelessness and despair that casts a dark shadow over many in our community and in our nation. Sadder and darker. Divorce and Family breakdown, which was once uncommon, is now quite common, even considered a normal part of life nowadays. Nothing to be alarmed about, it just happens. Broken homes with absent fathers, absent mothers, is the reality for so many. The governments of the world over, and even in our very nation, continue, do they not, at breakneck speed? to create policies and laws that fly in the face of what God lays down in His Word. Things like drug abuse and homelessness abounds. People are more lonely in towns and cities where they are literally surrounded by people. So there is this overarching sense of loneliness and hopelessness in our community, in our nation and in our world. Life has always been hard. The world has always been filled with pain and loss and suffering and turmoil. And yet, in the midst of all the heartache and all the hurt and all the hopelessness, there has always been a people who dwell among the world filled with those things who go by the name redeemed. Who go by the name redeemed. And they are referred to as such because they have had their the penalty and the punishment for their sin paid for. They have been ransomed from the death penalty of sin and redeemed from the consequence of their sin, not by anything that they have done in and of themselves, but because of what the Lord Jesus Christ has done on their behalf. And among those people that go by the name redeemed, that is Christians, this redeemed people, there is an overarching aspect to them that characterizes them. And that is thankfulness. Thankfulness. Thankfulness as they live very much in the same world of pain and loss and despair, not immune from experiencing those things themselves. But with that, as they live among that, they live with this deep and abiding joy 
because of the immense gratitude and thankfulness they have for what Jesus Christ has done for them. And that is that he loved them so much that he laid down his own life for them and took upon himself all the wrath and punishment that should have fallen upon them for their sin because they had committed a great sin repeatedly against the holy and righteous God. And so please understand this, that for the true Christian, that is those who have turned away from their sin, that so offends God and they have trusted in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of their sins. Please understand this, that for the Christian, those that go by the name redeemed every day is Christmas. Every day is Christmas. And that is why, as I said, amidst the world filled with loss and death and war and suffering and sadness and terror and trouble and pain, the Christian stands in utter contrast to the rest of the world. Because they abound in thankfulness to God. And the foundation and very heart of that thankfulness is a result of the innate awareness that the Christian has of being on the receiving end of a gift, of a gift. And so with that in mind, this Christmas, I want to invite you to turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 9, 2 Corinthians chapter 9. And let me give you the context as we're turning there. The Apostle Paul is writing to the church, obviously, in Corinth. This is his second letter to them. And in chapters 8 and 9, he is writing on the topic of Christian generosity. And he offers up there, in chapters 8 and 9, several motivations for giving generously. And after he has given some motivation for generosity in the lives of the people of God, he then breaks out into a giving of thanks with a very remarkable statement. And that is where I want to draw your attention this Christmas to verse 15. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 15. Paul says, and the word of God says, Thanks be to God for His indescribable gift. This is a unique little phrase, a unique little verse, a bursting forth of thanksgiving by Paul. And I want to show you very briefly some of its riches. Briefly this morning. You see, Paul had been writing, as I said, concerning the need for generosity in the lives of the people of God. And also about how God, in His all-powerful providential hand, supplies the believer's every need. And with all that talk about giving and God, Paul's heart then explodes into praise. And that's what we have there in verse 15. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. And contained in that one little verse truly is found the gift from God that motivates all other giving of gifts. And the gift that Paul is referring to here in verse 15 is the indescribable gift of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
I want you to note first there in verse 15 that the giver of the gift is God. Thanks be to God, Paul begins with. Thanks be to God. You see, it is God who sent his son Christ into the world. Christ was sent into the world, sent out of God's abundant and overwhelming love. You see, in Paul's heart and mind, the subject of generosity in the act of giving and the powerful provision of God toward his people could not remain there too long before Paul then traces it all back to the generosity of God in the sending of the greatest gift the world has ever received, the Lord Jesus Christ. This is why Paul burst into thanksgiving there in verse 15. He concludes it all by a bursting forth of thanksgiving. And this is the thankfulness that marks the redeemed, the believer in Jesus Christ that I was talking about earlier. Every day is Christmas for the Christian. Because every day, the Christian heart is gripped by the overwhelming love of God the Father, which is seen in the sending of God the Son. To die a death that we could not die, and to atone for sins that we could not atone for. Listen to the most well-known verse in all of the Bible that serves to highlight what Paul is saying here. You know it well, John 3.16, God so loved the world that he what? That he gave as a gift his only begotten son. And like all love, it's not merely a word, is it not? But an action. And the love of God is made evident by an action in the sending of his son Jesus to save his people from their sins. Matthew one twenty one. you shall call his name Jesus for the reason being is that he will save his people from their sins. God's son was promised long ago. The prophet Isaiah, 700 years before Jesus' birth in Bethlehem wrote, for a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and his name will be called, you know it well, Wonderful Counselor. But listen now, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. So this son that would be sent would be called Mighty God. Written of some 700 years before he ever came to earth. 1 John chapter 4, 9 and 10 says, This is how the love of God is shown to us. That God has sent His only begotten Son into the world so that we might live through Him. In this is love. Not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. And then he adds, the words we will do well to heed this Christmas and into the new year and into the rest of life. He says at the end of that, beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Thanks be to God, says Paul. And every Christian also. And so every year at Christmas time, we see the nativity scene. It's here which serves to retell the arrival of this King Jesus, promised long ago. 
born of a miraculous virgin birth. And the only reason he was born into the world, born to die in the place of sinners as their substitute, the only reason that he was born into the world was because of God's immense love. Thanks be to God. Romans 8.32 says, He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him over for us all, gave him to us all as a gift, how will he not also with him freely give us all things? And so we see first there in verse 15, that it is God who gives Jesus as a gift. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. But we also see there in verse 15. What type of gift Jesus is. It says he's indescribable. And that's really how you know that this is not talking about the giving of being generous with earthly goods because you can describe them it's sometimes not even used to describe the provisional hand of god in your life his provisional hand because you can describe that but this gift of jesus is indescribable other translations render it inexpressible or the old king james renders it unspeakable That is to say that there is something about this gift from God that we praise him for, that we give thanks to him for, that is unable to be explained by human language. It's too much to describe. It's too much to fathom. Words simply cannot express how immense this gift is. Look back at verse 9 of chapter 8 for a moment. Verse 9 of chapter 8. It says, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, so that through his poverty, so that you, through his poverty, might become rich. That is not talking about your bank balance. It's talking about the second member of the Trinity. The second member of the triune Godhead. Truly God takes upon himself the full weakness and the full frailty of man comes to earth, truly God and truly man and lives a truly perfect life and dies a propitiating death. He is the gift of Christmas. For our sake, he became poor that we might become Rich, that is rich in every spiritual blessing. 
The forgiveness of sins, the adoption of sons and daughters, eternal life, peace with God, joy, affections replaced, every spiritual blessing. He is an indescribable gift, truly God and truly man. How indescribable is this gift? Thanks be to God. As you sit here this morning, this Christmas, does your soul sing out in thanks for the gift of the precious Lord Jesus Christ? Or does something else have your affection? Is there something else that your soul sings out for? Because I want to submit to you that if you have not humbled yourself and bowed the knee before this loving King Jesus, you may have grown up opening presents under the tree, but I want to submit to you that you have never celebrated Christmas. Nor have you ever had a Christmas. Because the only way to truly Understand the reason and the spirit of Christmas is to receive this indescribable gift, the Lord Jesus Christ. And so the baby that was born in a feeding trough, who had no place to lay his head, who lived a perfect life, a sinless life, who was mocked and crucified and hung upon a tree and died a horrific death. And today and this day, heaven's gates and doors are flung wide open for you. That if you would look upon this gift, this Jesus Christ, and that you would receive this gift by humbling yourself and acknowledging your sin, that this indescribable gift would pardon you of your sin and forgive you of your sin and you would no longer be separated and alienated from God with God's wrath abiding upon you but you would have peace with God we see here from verse 15 both that it is God who acts that is it is he who gives this indescribable gift of Jesus and it is God to whom thanks is given. And so we live in a sad and painful world. But the people who go by the name redeemed are marked by thankfulness. And so as you go out into this day and into this week and into this life and into this new year, that is the spirit of Christmas. Let's pray. Father, we come before you and give you immense thanks this morning. We thank you for this time that we can spend together as your people. Lord, I pray for anyone who here that has not received this precious and indescribable love gift, that they would do so this day. 
Lord, would you, by your spirit, do a mighty work of salvation in this moment? Please, Lord, we pray. And for those of us that are yours, those of us that live and move among a a world and a people of this world that suffer and that we're certainly not immune from, would we be marked by a thankfulness to God for his indescribable gift of the precious Lord Jesus. And so we say thank you, Lord, for whom you sent. Thank you for what you've done in our life. We want to return thanks to you now by singing to you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.